God's mercy, how extraordinary. It's difficult to comprehend God's mercy because we live in a world that is not merciful. We live in a world that acts contrary to God's mercy, world that does not forgive, world that seeks revenge to get back at. But God's mercy is so the opposite to the thinking of our world today that God's love and mercy is precisely the cure for a world that is out of whack. That's why a couple of years ago, our Holy Father had a whole year, a jubilee year of mercy to try and root out some of the bitterness and anger and resentment and revenge that's destroying our world. If we turn to God, there is no sin that cannot be forgiven. We are the ones that put up barriers between ourselves and God's mercy. We are the ones that put up barriers between one another. So to receive God's mercy, we have to let those barriers that we put up between ourselves and God dissolve. Everyone can begin again. And our scripture readings this weekend remind us that we do not have to remain stuck behind those barriers and what is keeping us from God. They teach us about God's mercy. The first reading that we heard was about the people sinning at Mount Sinai, making a golden calf and worshiping it. Difficult to imagine how people who could wander so quickly after just having had this experience of the miracle of the Exodus, walking right through the middle of the sea out of slavery in Egypt. But that's what sinning is. We quickly forget. We quickly forget what God has done for us. And that's always the cause of sin, forgetting. Moses interceded before God, and we witness there God's mercy as he forgave the people. In the second reading, we heard the place of God's mercy in Paul's life. As Paul himself said to Timothy, that he was a blasphemer, a persecutor. He was arrogant. In the past, he had been a zealous Pharisee. Even standing by as Stephen, the first martyr of our church, was going to his death, and he wreaked havoc on many churches. But we heard him say, Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners, and of these I was the foremost. And for that reason, I was treated mercifully. It was the mercy of God that was the cure for Paul. It's also the cure that we need and the world needs. We see this in the gospel then, an incredible setting. It says that all were drawing near to listen to Jesus, not just a few, but everyone, tax collectors and sinners, those in need of God's mercy. And Jesus paints two beautiful pictures for us. 
He likens God to a shepherd who leaves 99 sheep to go searching for just one until he finds it. And a woman who loses a very small coin and searches until she finds it. There's a little word in both of these stories that we might miss, but it's packed with so much meaning. That word is until. Until they find it. Both the shepherd and the women search until they find what they're looking for. When Jesus asked his listeners who would leave the 99 sheep in the desert to look, go looking for one lost one, you can presume he got the same message we would give. No prudent shepherd would even think of doing anything like that. And when asked about a practically worthless coin, worth not even maybe a penny, you might have responded, well, I've got better things with my time than to tear my house inside out looking for just one worthless penny. But that's not the picture that Jesus paints for us. We are talking about a search that does not end until the lost object is found. And here's the point. Jesus is painting a picture for us of God who refuses to give up on anyone. Anyone. We're too valuable to God. Every one of us. God's ways may seem too foolish to us, too generous. Jesus' portrait of God might not be the portrait of God that we would paint nor how we think that God operates. What a reassuring portrait we have given that God will never turn away from us. God will never, ever give up. Some of us have a difficult time understanding that God can be this merciful. Why? Maybe because we don't experience it. When Jesus walked the earth, this is precisely what he did. He let all of these people, tax collectors and sinners, those people who were living on the margins of life, he let them truly experience in their hearts and souls this mercy of God. And so they felt comfortable with him. They felt welcomed by him. He was always with people who were on the margins. And we, as God's people, as members of the church, we have to imitate Jesus. We have to do the same thing. It begins by opening our hearts to his mercy, and then we can extend it the way he did. The very that fact that we are here tells us that we've already experienced it. He's brought us back many times. 
And he doesn't want to do everything by himself. Remember, he called apostles and disciples. And he wants you and I to be good shepherds as well by sending us out to bring in the lost so that we can share more joyfully in his kingdom. The parable of the woman with the lost coin said her friends were joyful and they celebrated with her. When Jesus works through us to bring friends and family members and work acquaintances closer to him, it's an opportunity to have a joy in our hearts much more intensely. So these readings today are a call to all of us to share our faith with someone that we know who is wandering, someone who is lost, to do our best to invite them back. Jesus never gave up, and neither can we.